Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. We're excited about tonight's broadcasting. 6.30, our coach in here celebrating Father's Day. We'll get Coach A.J. Stewart in here in just a moment. I am Princess Cooper. I want to welcome in my co-host, Duck Riley. How are you, sir? Doing well, Princess. Um, thank you. I have the best podcast partner because he allows me to be really petty pre-game, pre-show, pre-meeting. Just <laughs> give me some therapy and then we do the show. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Oh, Thank you. Hey, Pray for me, Coach. As they say, look, as they say, too bad it's not on the air. <laughs> yeah, the material sometimes is in pre-show, but we're going to get Coach Stewart in here and thank him for his time. Coach Stewart, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing really good. Thank you for being on. Appreciate you having me. Awesome, awesome. All right, Doug, get started, and I'll come in at the end. Okay. Hi, Coach Stewart again. Early, uh, happy Father's Day, man. We we, we started a little early. You, you get yeah. started off for us in June. And, I'm and, happy, and look, happy. I know, I, and I know what you're thinking. We should have more than one month. So hey, I'm, I'm with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> All right. I want to get started. I want for the listeners, uh, Coach Stewart. I'd like for you to kind of. Take us back a little bit, you know, high school. Did you kind of see yourself going this route? Or what was it like? What was your thought process during this time? Well, I was uh, I was raised by a single mother. And, um, you know, growing up, coaches were made a huge impact on my life. You know, my mom raised my, myself and my younger brother and, uh, you know, r- running us around town to, to practices. And he's, he's four years younger than, than I am. So, you know, when – when we were both of that age where you could play, you know, sports, you know, she's, she's ripping and running with us. And so coaches really, you know, made an impact, you know, picking us up at times from, from home and, you know, having dinner with them, you know, and because we, we finished practice late and things like that. And so I think, um, you know, over time, I think those were the seeds that were, that were planted in, in my life that, that kind of came into fruition later in making me, you know, want to have that type of impact on, on other young men. And also wanted to be a, a, a father and, and be present in my life, like I, I was able to see them uh, in, in my teammates, you know, whose who's, uh, father they were um, in their lives. Okay, uh, now you you you're in high school, you're getting, you're getting ready for college. You know, what 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 type of opportunities did you have during the, the recruiting season? I had a handful of opportunities. Um, I wasn't an overly recruited uh, player in high school. I was a three-sport athlete, um, kind of got banged up a little bit my junior year in the first game of the season, actually. I uh, had a, a pretty significant uh, hip flexor injury, so I, I really only played about three games my junior year. And um, and so really everything was riding on that senior season. And uh, and so I, I really didn't start getting any too much recruiting traction until my senior year. And, 
you know, ended up, you know, being blessed and having a really good season and was able to, uh, you know, attract some attention, you know. So I, I would ha- I would say I probably have, you know, between five and ten offers, five to eight offers, you know, um, during that time and, and uh, decided to go to Kansas. You fe- felt like that was the best fit for me and my, my situation being closer to home and, and things like that. And so I was I was blessed with that. Um, that opportunity and, and took it and ran with it. Yeah, you, you, you're saying that, you know, that you, you got the opportunity that Kansas was a great fit. Now, between the time you were recruited and then you're going out recruiting kids, mm-hmm. what's the big difference? I think uh, I think that there's a, a lot of things that I can, that, that I can still relate to. Um, I wouldn't say everything is completely different now um but i just think you know some of the uh there's some different factors you know that are you know are uh, in the pro- in the recruiting process now that um really weren't in my um thought process you know being recruited that those things you know you have the different nil things and just overall with social media and things like that uh, the the country's way smaller you know now than it seems like than it was when i was you know coming out because you you have so you have so much access to see what you know players are exposed to in Florida and in California and New York and you know these things and you know really it was it was what you could drive to almost you know during my time and so you if you were lucky you go to you know four or five camps while you were in high school and you know within driving distance and that's kind of what what you knew you know you were you kind of based everything off of that and so I think that's really the the biggest difference now is just how, you know, you can go do a virtual tour, you know, and maybe be more interested in a school 18 hours away from home than you would, you know, back in 2007, you know, when I graduated high school. Okay, so I want to go back a little bit again because, okay, you're at Kansas now. Your career at Kansas are you are you now thinking about coaching or what's what's going through your mind i think i think the biggest uh you know i i went to i i decided to do undergrad for health and p e um so i in my heart i kind of was just thinking of something that i would enjoy doing for the rest of my life um with aside from you know being able to make a a good living and everything and that's kind of what i landed on you know just one to be a coach and, uh, you know, have fun, play basketball at work, you know, during gym class against the high school kids like I, you know, I did. And I love those coaches and those PE teachers, you know, when I was coming up. And so I just could, uh, you know, I started kind of formulating that idea. And then I think when, when, uh, when I was able to play for Turner Gill, you know, my last couple of years in college, I think that was really what, what made me want to dive full, you know, head on into the coaching part of it more so than, than teaching, you know, um, I kind of was, I kind of wanted to be a teacher more than a coach. And then when I got around him and saw his coaching style and I felt like it fit kind of what I would envision being like if I was, if I were a coach. And I think that was kind of what would expose me to, you know, the, maybe that this would be the the best avenue, you know, for me as far as just going full head of steam into actual coaching. And so I think those were the kind of the main factors on top of kind of what we talked about previously is just the impact that coaches in general made in my life, you know, coming up as a, you know, with a single mom, you know, back in, back in St. Louis. Okay. Now, now take me through some of the, some of the stops you, 
you made uh, coaching uh, football. Mm-hmm. I started my coaching career down off at uh, down at Rice University. I coached there for uh, six years. I was able to be a GA, you know, for two seasons and then be promoted. Um, was blessed with that opportunity and then uh, left there and went to BYU for two years. And then I was at Arizona during the COVID season. So I only got to coach five games there and um, went went to Oregon State after that for two seasons. And uh, just this January um, got here where I'm at now at Baylor. And so uh, okay, that's, that's you, been kind of my journey. Yeah, you, you talked about going to uh, – and I'm getting ready to be a little petty right now uh, – Coach, because of uh, the the lady, the, my co-host on the phone is uh, Princess Cooper, a, a graduate uh-huh. of uh, Florida University. Did you guys okay. happen to play them in a bowl game? <laughs> I, I, I can't remember. I had to go. I had to go back and think about it. <laughs> see, see, now that's just not right, Doc. <laughs> I, I have. I have, You can go on Google. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't remember that. Thirty to three, no mercy. Thirty to three. <laughs> okay, coach, I, I had to do that. I could I couldn't pass that pass that opportunity up. So if you're ready to get me back, hopefully not when West Virginia plays Baylor this year. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm thinking about you know uh, now the difference. What was the difference? between, you know, playing in college, now you're coaching these college kids. What are some of the steps that you had to grow, uh, you know, kind of mature and deal with as you move through the profession? Um, I think just uh, for me, for me, it would be just making – I try to fight for perspective. I, I heard Coach um, – Coach Chris Peterson, been blessed to be around him a few different times and hear him speak um, to coaching staffs that I've been a part of. And he always uses the phrase, you know, we have to fight for perspective. And I think that's that's something I've been able to, uh, you know, I think it's it's obviously easier as the younger you are. You know, this is this will be season 12 for me, so I'm starting to get, uh, you know, towards you know where where I've been away from football, you know, uh, longer than, than I will, I'll be closer to playing, a, you know, the game and, and all that. And so um, I think you have to fight the, the longer you're out of it, you know, as a player, the more you have to fight for that perspective. Um, but I think that's, that's been uh, beneficial to me, you know, throughout the course of my career is just remembering how it felt to have to balance class and social life and football and all these different things and, and challenges that, that these guys face. Um, and and still hold them to a high standard, but having grace for them, you know, throughout the process, knowing that, um, you know, it's not as easy, you know, as sometimes coaches we we think, you know, for those guys. And obviously they have, you know, things that have helped make their quality of life, you know, a little more enhanced than than when I was a player, but – but they also have a little more on their plate and, you know, some the social media and things like that, that we didn't necessarily have to deal with as much, you know, when I was a player as well. And so I think just that's kind of the, the key theme for me, you know, moving forward and, and what I've, what I've kind of hung on to, uh, you know, up to this point and is just fighting for perspective and, and remembering what it was like when I was in their shoes and uh, the, the, the positive reinforcement that coaches, you know, gave me, as well as the accountability they gave me um, that, that helped push me along to where I wanted to get to. 
Uh, and Coach, I, I want to go back again because you brought up some interesting uh, points, you know, and and like uh, you were you were talking about coming from a single parent home, uh, being able to relate to these recruits coming from a single uh, parent home has to kind of it has to be you know really rewarding for you because I'm I'm sure you can relate to everything that's going on in their lives. Absolutely. You know, I think they're uh, obviously we're here for all these young men and um, and want to make an impact in their lives, no matter what their background is. But I I do feel, you know, I I do have that perspective, you know, that that when when I do get to coach guys who come from similar backgrounds, it it helps me connect with them and and have grace for them and and just have a ministry, um, you know, built in ministry almost, you know, to be able to kind of share my experiences and, and my understanding of the challenges that that you face you know with that type of upbringing but also that you know we can we can overcome you know challenges as well um and and be you know and use it as our testimony and use it to push us forward you know and so that's kind of uh the angle that i come at it with and i think it's been beneficial you know in a lot of instances uh when when i do get guys that come from those similar similar upbringings as me um throughout my career Okay. Now, the tough part, you're balancing, you know, your your job mm-hmm. with your family life. And how important is the the mom in this whole ordeal? Uh it's I was literally talking to one of my players yesterday about, you know, the the importance of having a, a spouse that that makes you number one makes you better but also understands and supports the the lifestyle that you know that your lead that God's called you to you know and the purpose that you have and so that's been the biggest blessing is to you know I, I go and and my family sacrifices a ton for me and um and just to have have someone who I know is a great parent and a great leader and very independent um at the in the times when I can't be there you know physically um, and just to be able to do life and, and to be able to enjoy and, uh, you know, enjoy the fruits of, of the sacrifice that we both, you know, made. And, and I do celebrate her and uh, to express my appreciation a ton, you know, because I know it's not very easy. It, it hasn't always been easy. You know, there's there's challenges that are faced, that you face, you know, as a spouse of a coach. Um, but I, I just try to, once again, kind of like I said with the players, is like fight for perspective, you know, put myself in her shoes and, and try to show her the love and the appreciation that she deserves. That's, that is, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how it would be possible to do what we do if you don't have someone who supports you at home. And especially if you have kids and, you know, someone you can trust to, you know, to hold down the fort, you know, at times where we're gone for, you know, for, for days at a time and things like that. Yeah. And, and talk about moving from job to job that coach that's, that's got to be, really hard on your significant other. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, earlier in my career, I didn't, uh, you know, you, you get caught up in it and you're just trying to, you know, in your mind, you're trying to, you know, build this foundation for your career and things like that. And so I think that was one of the, the hurdles that I had to, had to fight as far as just gaining perspective of how it is to be the person who has to be there when the moving truck, you know gets there and to stay in a hotel with the baby you know while 
you know, while our stuff gets shipped, you know, to where we're going and looking and calling the electric, you know, people for electricity and, and doing all this and these things that they have to do is, you know, I think as time has gone, the more I've appreciated her more and I've done better, like helping her and supporting her and not just throwing everything on her plate during these transitions. But that's what makes me, you know, even more grateful, you know, that the, you know, we don't live a normal life, you know, where we're, we're stationary. We, we live in one place for, you know, for 40, 50 years and, and shell off into the sunset, you know, as coaches, you know, that would be the ideal situation, but you know, that doesn't happen very often. And so, you know, once again, you just have to have someone who, who understands that. And um, I tell guys like young coaches a lot when they ask me about, you know, that type of those type of sacrifices that we put on our family and and those those things that the stressors that come along with those moves and everything. And I say, I think that's why it's even more important for us to to have a purpose while we coach. You know, there has to be real fruit that comes from when 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 our career is over and we retire. It shouldn't be about just the wins and the losses and how many rings we acquired and all that. It's how many lives did we really impact. And to me, that would be – that's what makes the sacrifice worth it, you know, because we're doing God's work, you know, throughout this vehicle of, of coaching. And so I think my wife understands that. She knows there's there's true substance. That's the, the reason why I want to do this. And the she knows I go to work every day and try to impact lives. And so I think that's what helps her cope with, you know, the – the the necessary evils that come along with the moves and things like that. And so, and, 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 that, and what you're saying is very has a lot of validity to it because the, the, you're saying what's important, and I always think about impact in lives. And my thing is, it's great that you are able to sit and talk to these young men about some of the pros and cons of coaching. Because a lot of times, you know, I I hear kids say, "Oh man, they got a great job," but they don't know <laughs> everything that goes into being a a coach or even an assistant coach. So. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't I don't think there is a such thing as a perfect situation, and you know, there's 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 gonna be, you know, tugs, you know, and and pros and cons to every opportunity that, you know, that comes about, but that's, it goes back to the purpose, you know, and some people look at it as, you know, why do I have to go through this? But that's, to me, it's, you know, I get to go, you know, I get to be uncomfortable again so that I can, you know, be positioned in where God wants me to be, you know? And so I, I think that's important. I don't, I don't think your career has to be your purpose, but I, I believe that my career ties into my purpose, you know, and so that that's kind of what helps me embrace and keep a perspective of, you know, the discomforts that come along with, with the moves or the meeting new people or getting to know starting from scratch with new players and things like that. I think it's you you have a you have a peace of mind knowing that it's an assignment from God and it's not just, you know, a a way to a new person sending you checks to your house, you know, every month and everything. And so I think it's, once again, just uh, the common theme, you know, for me, we'll hear a lot is just perspective and I try to keep perspective and, and, and more importantly, me in my personal life, I try to keep a godly perspective. And I think that's kind of helped me, um, you know, be able to balance and, and kind of go with the flow of, of where God's taken uh, me on this journey. Okay. 
I'm gonna uh, bring in uh, the Florida Gator uh, for you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you, Doug. Um, there will be payback for that. Um, um, Coach Stewart, I want to ask you to kind of take me through the recruiting process and building that again from one school to the next. What, what are some of the things you do? Get out and go visit the high schools around Baylor and Texas. What is your territory? Can you explain that a little bit to me? For sure. I think I think the beneficial aspect of, of the transition this time was, was that, you know, I started my career in Texas, and that's kind of where – my ties have been, you know, as as a coach. Um, even every stop I've ever coached that I've always still recruited Texas. And so there wasn't a huge, you know, drop or, you know, a, a huge transition, you know, from that standpoint, getting to know, you know, how to get around areas and, and things like that. And so that was – it was pretty seamless, you know, as far as the transition. It's, it's more just adapting to processes and, and every – you know, every place does – you know, goes through different processes, you know, as as far as evaluations and things like that. But um, it was, it was, it's been very smooth. Um, obviously you have to, every, every school has their, you know, their things that, that they attract, you know, in, in different, you know, as far as the opportunities for, for recruits and things like that. And so, you know, the, the big thing is, is, is figuring out what, you know, what our culture is and what, you know the type of guys that we want to recruit. You know the, uh, you know the wiring, and the you know the needs that we have. You know on our roster and all that, and then you know taking the relationships that you've built, and and building you know and building it from there. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm big on social media in the running back room when you're talking to your guys, or even just around you know in coaching and and and, and drills and everything. Do you have that? conversation about social media and how to make sure you're handling it in a professional way? I, I do. Um, it's on an, on a case to case basis. I think, you know, I, I've, I've been more open, you know, with uh, my social media to my players as, as social media has kind of evolved, you know, I let them, I think it's a, uh, especially when you transition to a new opportunity, you know, giving them access to, you know, who you are off the field. I think, I think that's been beneficial for me, you know, to kind of get some questions answered, you know, and and speed up that process of, all right, what does coach really stand for? Who is he outside of, you know, when he puts his polo on and walks into our building. And, um, and so I, I, I'm a big proponent of it, you know, and, uh, but obviously I think, I think as time goes by young men are starting that I've coached, they kind of understand that it's, it's becoming more of a business, you know, and I think they approach it that way and utilize it, you know, to their advantage, you know, in many ways. So I haven't honestly haven't seen many things where I had to come in and uh, intervene or, you know, give, you know, perspective to guys based off of what they've, you know, what they post and the fact that they let me post or let me uh, follow them, you know, kind of tells you that they, they don't, they're not afraid that they're going to do anything, you know, that's, you know, any uh, sketchy activities are posted, at least knowing that their coaches, you know, were looking at them, you know, at, at times as well. And so um, it hasn't really been an issue, which has been a blessing, you know, for me. I like to see these young men tell their stories, you know, in a in a positive way, you know, uh, via social media. And so that's, that's been really cool. Yeah. And I, I encourage them when they do show positive, positive things on there and all that. Yeah, I, I think you played – tight end um, in, in college football. But the last question is, what is the biggest difference? And I know we can say NIL and transfer report, but what's the biggest difference for when you played 
to now coaching in 2023? What's the biggest difference in college football? I think I think there's a lot of uh, added pressures, you know, with uh, just with the, the 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 life the lifestyle now, you know, for young men, you know, and young men and women, you know, in sports these days, it's, everything's under a microscope. If you make a mistake, it could go viral, you know, on Twitter or Instagram, and people make fun of you. Or, you know, uh, if you have success, it can go viral and potentially be led down this path to have an inflated viewpoint, you know. Um, and so it's, it's, I think it's really just uh, forcing, you know, uh, guys to keep the perspective of, you know, good or bad, let's just keep working. You know, we use the term pound the rock here at Baylor, which I love that our head coach – uh, uses um, just meaning like let's just let's just keep sticking with it, you know, whether good or bad. Let's just keep being consistent, you know. And, and so I think that's been the difference now is that there's these kind of added pressures and added stressors that they have more so than we did to to be perfect almost, you know. And, and if you make a mistake, you can, you know, it, it's under a microscope. And so uh, I think that's just our biggest job as coach, you know, going back to kind of mm-hmm. some things that I've learned from coach, um, coach Peterson is uh, he, he taught, he taught us one time we were in a, uh, hearing him speak at, at this uh, function. And he said, our job as, as coaches is to uh, build, to build self-esteem. And I really love that. That's something that was profound to me. And um, he was speaking of self-esteem as a person. And I think uh, that was really a profound statement. And, and I do believe if we build their self-esteem as, as a person, then it'll carry over, and then we can actually build their confidence, true confidence as players. And so uh, that's kind of something that I think uh, is is very – it was a need when I was a player, but it, even more so now, you know, is it's just mm-hmm. building guys' self-esteem for the, the moment when they do make a mistake that they can pick themselves back up, um, whether they go viral or not. On, you know, on social media, or they're showing the replays on ESPN, and and, uh, and then just keeping them humble and, and focused when they do have the success. Um, and so that's that's what I would say would be the biggest difference. Okay. Well, Coach, thank you. This has been awesome just to listen to you. We're cheering for you. We'll, I'll be watching Baylor and and just you know wishing that you have the best year that you can at your position and and, and further on and. By the way, Coach Stewart, you play West Virginia on November 25th. I will have on some Baylor stuff just cheering you all on, okay? <laughs> I pre- appreciate the support. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, awesome, Duck. <laughs> yeah, I just – make sure you don't hurt my little grandson, man. That's all. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you, Coach Stewart. We appreciate you coming on. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having me. God bless you. All right, this is never had it. God bless you too, sir. This has never had it so good. The show will be replayed on iHeartRadio, um, Apple iTunes, and also um, Spotify tomorrow. Make sure you take a listen in. Duck, um, a great week. You know, get some rest. You know, um, thank you for getting the band back together. We missed you. I appreciate it, Princeton. Thanks for all the love. So I'll talk to you soon. Getting everything set up for Monday. (laughs) Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You got the first graphic. I can't wait. A shout-out to <laughs> Donald Hill Ely right now. <laughs> All, right. All right. Never had it so good. We're going to get out of the way. Brittany is back here in about two minutes. She knows sports. We'll see you then. 